Episode 3, Ice Cream Maker Guy, also known as Wilro Hood. What the fuck? Welcome to Star What The I'm your host, Alex Strang, together with... Jason Tagmeyer. And Marty Cap. So today's episode is about the ice cream maker guy, also known as Wilro Hood. Yay! We use, we've talked about Wikipedia, we use it for, for our research and uh, to find some silly things about the Star Wars universe. Wilro Hood has like a Bible of, <laughs> of an entry on there. There are... At least a dozen paragraphs on this guy. And you may never have heard of him, but he's the guy that runs by on um, Cloud City when when everything's going down. Uh, and he appears to be holding some sort of ice maker. It's not an ice maker. We will tell you what it's all about. But that's the guy. So the only thing we really know much about him with without having to read this extensive, for some reason, extensive Wikipedia article... <clears throat> He was a human male miner who lived on and worked on Cloud City, a floating floating station located above the gas giant Bespin. He worked for Aerofilter, a mining company sympathetic to the Alliance to restore the Republic. So Wilbur Hood has about uh, three seconds of screen time, if that? Uh, Yeah, basically about a second, maybe two. He runs by Lando as they're probably going to some kind of escape ship thing. Or they could be panicking. Yeah, it's true. They could just be running Randomly around. Randomly running around. Isn't it circular, the cloud city? Well, yeah, yeah. That could be true. Like, this hallway could be, like, circular. And he's just running around in a circle with his ice cream maker. They just keep running past each other. Nobody knows. Wow, if you make ice cream, it might make sense to you. He, uh, him and Lando almost collide as well. So that yes. could have been interesting. Could have been. There could have been ice cream everywhere. There's an alternate universe out there where he crashes, crashes into Lando. And then maybe Wilbro Hood, like accidentally kills Lando, so he becomes Lando. Like, he dresses up like him and pretends to be Lando, and he's like, that's... You think he's a Lando wannabe? Maybe. We don't... (laughs) We'll never know. Wilro Hood Hood does have a really cool, like, 70s look to him. He's got that name that goes with it, too. I mean, he, he just... I could picture him, you know, I don't know, being friends with uh, Samuel L. Jackson in, uh, in Pulp Fiction. You know, he definitely has some nice sideburns and a mustache. Exactly. I mean, he 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 could <laughs> well, he could be the inspiration for Samuel Jackson. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> when, I, um, when I first saw this, I thought, well, there goes the entire Cloud City's ice cream supply. You know, <laughs> but then I thought, well, that's probably like a consumer level ice cream maker, not a, uh, a business okay. business level. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, it should be his own personal ice cream. It's at risk here, not anyone else's. So I don't even know. So everybody's everybody's panicking. Uh, you know, Vader and everybody, they're all on, on Cloud City, and they got to get out of there as quickly as possible. But maybe Wilro Hood is just late for a party. You know, he's the, the <laughs> ice cream supply for this party on the other side of this circular city. Yeah. So and like, he's just, he's oblivious to everybody else. He's like, man, these people really want to get to this party. Well, that's possible. I was thinking maybe, you know, what kind of person would, if they had to take one thing out of their house <laughs> that was going to be destroyed, what would you take? Why would he take an ice cream maker? Like, well, what, what's the thought process there? Maybe that ice cream maker was his mother's. Well, maybe maybe he's he got his mother's ashes in there. 
Maybe he knows good. where he's going. There is no ice cream. That's uh, true. And either yeah. either he's going to have ice cream because he loves it, or he's going to start a business <laughs> introducing ice cream to these Jawas and <laughs> and sand people and maybe, whoever else is maybe, there. I just thought so. Maybe every day. Emergency or not, he runs like this to the halls. Like a different thing from his room. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is like the last thing he hasn't picked up yet. It just so it's just like some kind of like OCD style obsession. Well, obsession. He knows he's on a, first of all, he knows he's in a floating city. That's, that's like, you're asking for to death right there. Well, that's true. It's gonna, at some point, it's not going to stay up there. So he's gonna, he, maybe every day he runs with a different object. He's probably got a ship full of like everything he owns, except for that one thing. Yeah, it was like, a, my apartment, his apartment is empty, except for this one ice cream maker. Now, the other thing I just thought of is, don't you need more materials? Like, wouldn't you need, like, milk or something to make Well, he ice may cream? already have that on his ship. That's true. He might have the refrigerator on there. Maybe it's some sort of exercise unit. You know, he's holding, like... Oh, you think like it might people, not be ice cream? Well, I like people run with weights on their feet, just to, because it, it helps them burn more calories off. Oh. He runs with an ice cream maker. It helps him run, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I could, yeah, you could have, like, or a Or maybe he's belt. using that old principle, you know, if I have something with me that's big, maybe it would become more important. Maybe he's a method actor and he wouldn't act without a prop. <laughs> That's a possibility. Oh, a prop like, comic kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, he always has to hold something. It, it could, could be he's very depressed and his only friend is that thing. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. That makes me sad, actually. Well, I, you know, just imagine, like, he all he does at home is, like, at least you love me, ice cream maker. So I don't know if you guys are aware that they made an action figure of this guy. Yes, I do really? remember that. No, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was the last character that did not have an action figure. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. <laughs> but, but why? So and he's weird. got the ice cream maker. But I just who love... sat through the movie and scanned slow to find it? <laughs> well, like, okay, so it had to have been that one day some really crazy Star Wars fan was looking at it. Was like, wait a second, pause the VHS, assuming that he's on a VHS. It was like. That's an ice cream maker. I know, because it's right beside me. Yeah, I, I don't mean, have he, an action figure of it. He goes by quick. It's not something I would have noticed on the first 50 viewings of this film. Right, right. Um, so was it, uh, was it Kenner, I guess? Was Kenner just like looking through here trying to find anything they hadn't made yet? Even no, this if it would was three seconds? This would have been the Hasbro era? This oh, was Hasbro. Hasbro. It was 2009. Uh, by then, almost everything else was done. They were getting very. They were getting really big into fan service. Uh, uh, yeah. They hit almost every Cantina Alien by then. Uh, you know, they started doing, I don't know if it was by then that they started doing, but eventually sometime they started doing, uh, the Ralph McQuarrie versions of characters and yeah. things like that. So they were really touching on, on, on the fan side of, yeah. of this. And that, I think it was a, probably like a, a high. Do you have that action figure? I do. And Does was, the thing spin? Uh, it, it actually makes ice cream. <laughs> um, like, right there. I think it was, it was one of the, 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 the great times of, of the Hasbro series because, uh, it was they were done rehashing the seven thousandth, you know, Luke Skywalker, and they were they were getting on to. Uh, I think it's because they re- that was at that point when they realized like no kid is buying these. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Like, no child is buying these. They're buying the Anakin Skywalker figure that we release every two years. Or uh, the so like the people that are actually buying them and spending the most money on them are adults who would actually want a Wilro Hood figure. Yeah, if they uh, introduced a Wilro Hood into the six-inch Star Wars Black series, it so, would be... Oh, that'd be so good. The best thing <laughs> ever. If you had a guess, how much do you think that figure would go now? How much it would sell for in the market if it was in mint condition? Um, I would say... And it's packaging mint. So, total guess, um, I would think that it's one that all the fans grabbed um, 
it went for seven ninety nine when it came out. I think it's probably on eBay right now for about fourteen ninety nine. That's it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Star Wars figures aren't really worth that much. So they don't go for much bad. at all. But, they, but because this it. one's a weird one, I think internet people are going to want it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, but I, it's just, it's also one that well, we're that, doing our best to increase the sales right now. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's also one that people don't want to give up. Like I, I, out of all my characters, I've sold probably, you know, I've probably sold 400 of my 450 Star Wars figures. Oh, wow. Uh, and he's one of the one I kept Yeah, just because it's that bizarre. It's probably the most bizarre. And somebody will top that, but it's one of the most bizarre. Yeah. So to, to discuss the, uh, the action figure, here's what it was. When they made the action figure in 2009, um, Brian Wilk, who was the uh, Hasbro design director, apparently um, would not allow this for four years. Like, the guy that was designing these figures, the people, the team of people that were like, okay, who are we going to do? Let's do Willow Hood. And then, like, that, that one guy was like, no, that's stupid. But no, apparently, I mean, they made it. They eventually won out. But yeah. um, persistence pays off. Exactly. So, all right. So we've talked about what we think Will Rohood is carrying around. Right. Uh, let's talk about what he actually is carrying around based off of some sort of novel, comic. So I'm, I'm like, I'm going to admit, I, I looked it up and I, I think, you know, so we're going to have to ask Alex. Uh, Alex, what well, do you think he's actually carrying? Um, For real, I think it's a, a vital component he needs for his escape ship. That would make sense. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Well, I'm thinking, you know, trying to apply logic to the situation, which may not deserve it. But. The actual answer to, to what Wilbur Hood is carrying, uh, he works, this is, this is, I believe this is from his bio on the back of the action figure, because this is on rebelscum.com, which is an awesome action figure, Star Wars action figure website. Wilbur Hood works for the gas mining company on Cloud City. When the Empire seizes control of the city, Hood destroys a computer memory core to prevent the Empire from discovering information about secret transactions with the Rebels. They're less sophisticated than we are here on Earth. Yeah, it really a is. memory core, that, it's like this giant, size like, of a... You, we could fit like hundreds. We but could we fit, don't know if that's... It's a beach what, ball size memory core. We don't know if that's what he destroyed or if that's what he's using to destroy it. It is. Why a, would you need something here, that big? Like it is a memory core. Ah! Was responsible but, but for... Why would such a thing be that giant? This you know what, though, you know what my real thing is about this? It's giving a character in the background importance for no reason. Right. Um, like, that's, the, I think that's a huge problem. And you can in, already see a game based on just him. I mean, it's, well, yeah. it's, it's right there. It's all right there. I would play a video game where it's like a temple run or like yeah, the, a, uh, infinite runner. Grab the giant memory like, core and run. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and be... like, you're dodging Landos because you're running in the circle and he's like trying to get yeah, yeah. He's about to hit him. <laughs> Somebody get on that. I would I would pay great money to, to buy that. Uh, to play no, that. I can only think that maybe the memory core is just very tiny, like a nano chip. But that's the housing that you need. Around it, maybe he couldn't take just the chip. He had to take the whole housing around for maybe, some reason. Maybe it's a memory core slash ice cream maker, uh, like yeah, to keep the yeah. keep it cold. It also makes uh, ice cream. It's got to be frozen. Yeah, yeah like it, like it, you know, it, computers operate. Or it could be like a whole collection of chips and one big thing. Like it's like there's thousands and thousands in that unit. Maybe, I'm I'm thinking though that like they need to keep it cold. Like, oh, what's the best way to do that and make it fun? 
They're like a company that has like standing desks and they're like super like. Or maybe it's like super sensitive, the chip. So like any kind of energy or any kind of inertia we would we'd harm it. So it has to be in this super protective, really so, giant thing. So I want to read something funny. Wilrohood first appeared in the film Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back as an unidentified Cloud City extra. His identity, his identity was first touched upon in the Star Wars customizable card game, where it was explained that he was a miner employed by a company with re- rebellion contacts and contracts. His story was further elaborated by Benjamin Christopher Norton Dahl under the name Captain Yosarian through Star Wars Hyperspace's What's the Story feature. He later received an entry in the complete Star Wars Encyclopedia. Yeah, you gotta wonder, he's an extra. He's probably paid as an extra, so I imagine he gets no royalties. <laughs> From all this expanded uh, intellectual property, well, using him in his uh, absolutely. Well, they might, they might, they might be able to track him down because that would be a legal thing. That they, like, that would be Lucas, nice. Bu- Lucas Films could pay that guy like a billion dollars if they really felt. Well, like action figure, like to see you got something. Well, I would like to think he got at least three dollars. Yeah. Now, my real question is: Was that card game the one where everything's CG? You know, I believe it was. Okay, I just wanted to know because that was the kind of thing that that Star Wars game would do. Because that was before, like, it started before the Phantom Menace. So I can imagine that they're sitting there, being like, crap, we need to fill out this card. What do we do? Hey, you know, I looked on the internet, and it was 1995, so it was really early then. Um, And it was like, there's this guy with an ice cream maker. Let's do him. Right. Like, what is he doing? Oh, he's probably doing something super So he's got, like, accidental fame, kind of? Yeah. Like, that's clearly the way it was working. Well... If you were, this is jumping ahead a bit, I know, but if you were doing the next Star Wars movie, if you were doing it, would you include him in that movie at all? With an expanded role, same kind of role, less of a role? I think that knowing J.J. Abrams and his little nods to everything, he's going to at least take some sort of photo on the set with an ice cream maker in the background, uh, just, to, yeah. just to mess with everybody. Yeah, yeah I think um, he'll do that because he was the guy that added R2-D2 to Star Trek. There's a sequence in one of the new Star Trek movies where mm-hmm. you can see R2-D2 fly by. So I can imagine that you're going to see like 80 of these ice cream machines fall out of the back of a ship at some point. Uh, that's, <laughs> great. that's a good way to include it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have the guy come back if, if I could. If you if he's still alive. Be the guy and if he's a key player, you know, yeah. pivotal character. In the movie. So Who knows if he's still acting? So here's the question. No, is he don't... acting then? Probably not. This is probably like, <laughs> this guy was like running by the set and he was like, I gotta get home. I need to make ice cream. He was craft services. Had to run <laughs> over. That's another thing. It's a possibility he wasn't involved in the movie at all. He just had to get from point A to point B and the only way he could do it and take his newly bought ice cream component, machine component home is to run through a set. <laughs> so I have a really important question that Luckily I... he's wearing orange. A really important question that I don't have the answer to is... Does anybody know who played the ice cream maker guy, Will Rohood? Oh, is it known? It is not known on Wikipedia, at least. It's not known on icecreammakerguy.com or whatever this site is. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually geocities.com slash OCB75. But, um, oh, occupation, frozen dairy chef. What? Now they're calling him a dairy chef. Oh, this is just something somebody made up. Uh, this was a joke thing. Um, it's pretty good, though. It's not a bad way to go. He, well, I don't see why he couldn't be like working for the rebels on the side there like that and also be an ice cream maker. Yeah, That's the thing. Is, it like, is there such a thing as an ice cream pastry chef anyway? 
this is uh, this is actually really interesting. This is the Sex Cream Maker website from forever ago. The backstory, which is completely different than Wikipedia. Uh, Ice Cream Maker Guy learned his trade from Jedi Master Plo Koon in the late stage of the Galactic Clone Wars. The following is a touching final scene from Star Wars Episode Three: Attack of the Cones. We can act this one out. Ah, uh, Coon. Uh, yeah, like... I will be the Ice Cream Maker Guy. Master Coon, you can't die. No more trading do you require. Already know you that what you need. Then I am a frozen treat expert. When I am gone, I, the last of the ice cream men, will you be. Guard your maker with your life. Plo Koon breathes his last breath and melts, a la Tot in Raiders of the Lost Ark. A single tear rolls down ICMG's cheek as he boards his spacecraft for Bespin. The camera pans with his craft as it enters hyperspace. Fade out. End credits over Starfield. That's way better. Like that, <laughs> that origin. Why did you do Yoda's voice? Well, you know, I was thinking. I <laughs> I actually know what Plukoon sounds like. I, he was in one of those TV shows I watched. Uh, but he doesn't talk like Yoda. No, he doesn't. That's what makes it weird. He talks harshly like Yoda. Apparently, in that in that only clippy. in some sentences. Other sentences are totally normal. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a uh, of a fan base for this this Another ice cream maker. Another thing where there's two time streams. <laughs> <laughs> One way Splits. more interesting. Splits two. I mean, like um, his his actual origin, the one that's listed on Wikipedia, his canon story. It just comes across. I, I said this earlier, but it really does come across as giving importance to a character that doesn't need it. Here's the here's here's an important question. Uh, does Will Rohood make it out alive? Where does he go from here? I like to think that he got into the twin cloud cars that will probably be another episode eventually. Absolutely. And he gets in, and he flies off, and then he realizes that those things probably can't leave the atmosphere. And then he falls into the gas giant and dies. So <laughs> an important question with that is who is in the other side of this? <laughs> this I was called it a clown car. Well, there was a, a little, cloud car. There was a little kid that was in front of him that Lando passed by. I like to think that was his son. <laughs> well, or he could have just grabbed it, selfishly grabbed the, the twin car and put the, the component in the other seat. Because it's so well, precious to him. That's true. He could have like, seatbelted it up. It's probably against regulations, but... I'm going to... I'm gonna, Go out on a limb and and say that I really think that he was late for a party, um, and I think he made it to the party and everybody ate their ice cream and was happy. Oh, does his cloud car go? <laughs> so, do you want to know the actual ending to it? No, there's an ending. There is. He has a story. He has an arc. I assume. So this is uh, apparently. Um, uh, Hood remained on Cloud City throughout Imperial occupation, so that as long as the Empire had Cloud City, he was there, suffering imprisonment and torture, torture, but revealing nothing. So he got the, he dumped the entire core rather than risk it falling into the wrong hands. So he got rid of the core, and they tortured him for life. They tortured him trying to get information because the company that he worked for was sympathetic to the Alliance. Now, well, that's sad. Did he throw yeah. him in a garbage compactor? No, he gets. <laughs> This is directly I'm quoting here. Eventually, he together joined with T.N. Schuyler, a former Imperial Security Bureau agent disenfranchised with the Empire who had defected, transmitting information on Cloud City's Imperial-run defense systems. So he defended. He, uh, he, he and another guy started handing out information about the Empire from Cloud City. 
Utilizing this information, the Alliance was able to liberate the planet from the Empire's control. So they want he helped make it win. Uh, of course, now giving that's import extra importance. Yeah, giving him more importance that he doesn't. <laughs> I think that's a level of uh, action <laughs> figure demanding importance. Exactly, that's really important. He he helped liberate Cloud City. That's how you justify the figure. Exactly. Yeah. But my favorite is the quote at the Rebels' victory. Hood decided to take it easy. <laughs> that must be that must be from that the, the back of the, the, the action figure. Like it was That like, should be the let, let last sentence on every bio <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. After after Luke Skywalker helped cripple the Empire, he decided to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Star What the F*** Game Show. I'm Alex Strang, your host, and with us tonight we have two contestants. Our contestants are... Suz Tanwa. I am a Rhodian treasure hunter and archaeologist. And... Laris. I am Major Laris of the Imperial Army. Great, you guys know each other? First time meeting, or...? I met him backstage, and uh, I will defeat him in this game. I'm pretty sure that guy stole my girlfriend. Well, uh, tonight's question is uh, a great one. It's sent in by one of our viewers, of course. And our listeners, I mean. And uh, <laughs> Ready? Here's our topic. Theol Dunoche. Theol Dunoche. One more time, that's Theol Dunoche. Was this one of the Cosby kids? <laughs> uh, Theol Dinoche. To me, I would think Theol Dinoche. Um, oh. I think Theol Dinoche was um, one of Anakin's, Anakin's friends as a child. We know he's friends with, I believe his name was Wald, the Rodian, just Rodian, Rodian, just like myself. Uh, Are all Rodians related? <laughs> we're all <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all look alike to me but. so I, I think that Theol Dinoche is is one of the kids that Anakin hung out with as a child and what made Theol so special was uh, he was he was a good cook at the age of like five or six years old he would he would he would cook for for all the kids um, top that that's good so it's a good kid He's a good, good kid. kid. Good yeah. kid. Alright. So I think that Lee what was it? Theold Theold Dinush. The once again Theold Dinush. Theold Dinush. Dinush. Theold Dinush, I think I'm gonna go way out there and think he's probably from a comic book or or a novel. Like he's not from the movies. And I think He's probably an alien. I'm going to go out of my way and say that he's Ithorian, the people with the weird heads, the hammerheads guy. Um, he like, was in like the hammerhead. Yeah, he was in the cantina. Um, and uh, I think he's one of those. And I think he's probably a Jedi. He could have been the Jedi that was in the cartoon. There was a Jedi Ithorian. Um, and that he was famous for liberating some kind of people from a planet like um like he was involved in like the clone wars and he killed a whole bunch of droids and freed a whole bunch of people i think i think that's 
think that's a good fit. Yeah. So he'd be a hammerhead hero. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. You guys ready to hear the real answer? Yes. Yeah. Theodorush. Theodorush was a male human from Bespin. A charming freighter captain and gambler. Mine was human. I didn't say it, but I thought it. <laughs> oh, don't try to curry <laughs> any favor, Miss Tanwa. Yeah, would you have say, Martin? I, I mean, no. <laughs> I, I really don't have anything else to say. He was a gambler. Uh, uh, Nothing uh, in your defense? Is that from a short story, I'm sure? It's, it's from No Disintegrations. <laughs> I guess that's a, something. Yeah. <laughs> it was a line in Star Wars, so they had to make it into. Uh, okay, okay. Well, was he another is, action figure character? The thing <laughs> is, he's a male human. So, is a, a, a man or a boy, right? By definition, right? Yeah. Uh, and a good person. Though had a bad reputation, but a good person. Yeah. Yours, however, was a hammerhead, which is not alien. And no, it was could an be a kid. Could be a kid. But he's alien. Since we didn't specify the actual race here, species, you got the adult, he's got the kid. All that's left is the age. And since he's definitely an adult, almost certainly, then um, you win and the kid does not. Yes. I, Major Lyris, have won this victory for the Imperial Senate, which no longer exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything to say? And, and, being the, the loser? I was thinking human. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star What the F***. And we hope to hear about you guys yourselves online. Find us, look us up, and check us out next episode. Thanks. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Watto's Junk Shop. Remember, credits are no good out here.